0: Hello, everybody! I am your host, Nick, the Duke of Hobbies, for Around the Board. Players on Around the Board will participate in two rounds. Each round, players will debate a specific topic for ten minutes. During the round, I can award or remove players points for providing valid input on the topic players who take too much time talk over other players or go off topic will get muted during this time they can't participate and other another player can continue the discussion there will also be one bonus round between the two rounds uh, for bonus points after round two the player with the most points gets to take the board and talk about anything they want for two minutes so let's go around the board and meet today's guest
1: Hi, I'm Rhett. I'm uh, affectionately known as the Baron of the Berg.
2: Hi, I'm Jack, uh, known as Farfri.
3: And this is Dan, PG-13-O.
4: And I'm Scott, also known as Savin, A long story behind that. Uh, also known as Roger Roger. Yeah, also known as Roger Roger.
0: All right, players, for the first round, our first topic today is Has the new rules to the tractoring a ship fixed the Nantex? And on my count, we're going to start here. And three, two, one, Jack, start us off.
2: I don't believe it has. I don't actually believe the Nantex itself was broken in the first place. I believe the problem was in Snare. Any ah. PT that is. Massively expensive on high pilot skill ships, um, but is massively powerful on sun. fact, is massively powerful on the high high initiative high agency Nantex, but is not as good on anything else, um, and not available on anything else. The uh, other than that, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I, I
1: tend to agree. Um, I've I've long uh, contended that uh, Ensnare was the ace and Sunfac was the upgrade. Um, yeah. Because I, I think it's just like, it doesn't really matter what Sunfac's ability is, it's just his pilot skill.
2: I um, literally don't know what Sunfac's ability is.
3: Uh, <laughs> Sunfac allows you to roll an additional die if you're attacking a tractored ship. Which yeah. is important and sort of where I was going to go, because I think uh, Sunfac and ensnare were never broken. It was a hundred percent, uh, the fact that tractoring was broken and yes, it was a step in the right direction, the step they took, but it wasn't the right step in the, in that direction. Yeah, the, I... the fact that they simply just overlooked the simple solution, which is you spend the tractor token to move the ship that way. Um, you can't have it both ways. You can't if, if if that was the fact. Sunfak couldn't have his cake and eat it too. He couldn't mm-hmm. both get his extra die, which is his pilot ability, and move a ship so that they weren't shooting at him.
0: Yeah, and I, I I didn't, I didn't hold on, hold that, on, but, but, let uh, let's get Scott getting this uh, game.
4: Yeah, I kind of agree with Dan there. Um, I think there needed to be a more change to the tractor mechanic. Um, unfortunately, the nantex without um ensnare really become hindered because that's their primary ability otherwise they're going to be tractored anytime they want to do that barrel roller boost which obviously is going to leave that tractor token on them so i think they almost needed that built in although i feel the same way about droids and struts but that's a different topic for later but (laughs) with without ensnare the Nantac is really a lackluster ship, in my opinion. I think we really need to ensnare on them. And with its new point costs, uh, I can't I cannot justify putting Sunfac in a list at all. It's just too expensive. Ooh, I, I don't think I, that's I,
0: true. Go ahead, Red. I
4: I I think that
1: I think that with the amount of bid that SunFac has traditionally been able to uh, leverage and do well. It's it's not gonna matter that ensnare went up that many points. It's just not like he's. It's still gonna be good. The m- primary reason that we haven't seen much of it in competitive circuits is that it's not hyperspace.
3: So and- I I don't think that's the reason we haven't seen it in competitive circuits. It's because he it, yes, it's not hyperspace, but we haven't seen him because he's so vulnerable to variance. Yes, yeah. he can do a lot of moving, he can do a lot of super ridiculous jank with swarms or with aces, but the, the bottom line is that if he blanks out, he just dies. Boom. No more sunfac.
1: Yeah, but um, and
3: that it That doesn't let you survive a tournament, because that's going to happen at some point across six rounds, you're going to blank out.
4: Yeah, and I, I, I see they both up the points and they changed the track dream. Uh, And I think that's what really has hurt Sunfak overall because now he's super expensive because you don't take him without ensnare, you just won't. And now his ensnare is not as good and you're spinning a boatload of points on that combination to make him work now hold on really? hold
0: on let's get let's get let's get back to topic though what how is this even though it's some fact that you guys are focusing on let's yeah. get back to the rule change though so you got to remember what the rule change which was the the player that you tractor can rotate and take a stress to do that too so i think yeah, that's I mean,
4: a great change because i don't think that was a great change
0: all right hold on let's let scott go and then you ret yeah
4: I, I think it was a great change because now there's a couple of things that happen. One, if Sunfak was trying to put somebody in arc, they have the chance of rotating to uh, actually shoot back Two, if Sunfak put somebody where they could go off the edge of the board, they have the ability to remedy that situation, which they didn't have before. And we all know having a ship put in a position where it's immediately going to fly off the board next turn, no matter what you do is one of the worst feelings in the game. And, you know, overall, I think those two changes, because those two changes across the board helped fix tractoring to an extent. Because now, no matter, it's not just a Nantac issue, it's fixing tractor across the board. But
3: Mm -hmm. if I I can put mine in, I I know Rhett was going to go next. I'd love to to take a a stand after
1: Rhett. Okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Rhett Uh, first.
2: Oh, then I'll go after Dan. I really
1: think... I mean, first of all, I'm less sympathetic to the idea of, um, like, going off the board from a tractor being a big problem because they they don't get the bank. So it's relatively easy to account for being tractored when you're flying so as to not put yourself in a position where you'd be tractored off the board. But in general, like... I don't think that um, taking a stress to rotate gives you enough counterplay when most of the time what they're doing is they're throwing you on a rock. Right. And, and so I mean
0: it. All right, hold on. Let's let Dan yeah. go. All
1: right. So so I agree with that.
3: Uh, that's that's sort of a, a core point that I was going to touch on. But the other two uh, factors, although this is a little bit off topic yes it 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 addressed some of the problems with the nantex but it penalized every other ship in the game that has a tractor ability to a point where i mean they weren't overwhelming the nantex was the nantex was a problem the quad jumper wasn't a problem and the quad jumper now is never ever going to see table time and that the, the fact that a rule change designed to balance out one ship just deleted another ship from play is a major problem
0: i don't think we're going to not see the quad jumper but let's go to jack here
2: i was going to say pretty much the same thing dan was saying there that the uh, quad jumpers and the shadowcaster, both of which are among my favorites now are not playable and i mean i did well with a ketsu list but the number of times I mean, I had to bring rocks, which we'll get into that later, apparently. But a ship that had a really powerful ability now has quad jumpers are the one that's going to be the most hurt by any change to tractor. And I've been in a position where, with a quad jumper, I put a defender in a position where it then performed its maneuver off the board. I didn't enjoy doing that. But I knew he was doing a 4K, and I knew a 4K wouldn't clear if he had a boost on it. So I don't I don't think that they needed to change it the way they changed it.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, those are, those are good points. Uh, Scott, uh, you, you got anything else to add? Um, just that, yeah.
4: I'm, I'm not sure that it fixed the Nantex in a way that was beneficial to the game overall um i think they they should have taken that more into account on a way both point wise and mechanics wise to fix the nantex without breaking anything else like as i said quad jumpers and tractor in general
3: and and to me the the big key here is we've talked we've talked about fact sun fact. we haven't talked about any single other nantex and the, the the real problem wasn't necessarily tractor mechanics purely it was tractor mechanics plus i6 plus his ability so chertek Mm -hmm. who is not i6 who has a similar ability that benefits from the target being tractored um wasn't broken wasn't running tables it was just the fact that you could and had to take this massive bid with sun and then all of a sudden everyone else who shares some kind of ability with him, whether it's chassis or um, core ability like tractoring is penalized by this change in, in rules.
4: Yeah. I've only ever flown sun once. And that was at that, that event we had with the guys in Ohio, Um, because I would rather put one of the lower level generics in with, uh, in snare than SunFac any day because the point costs make it fit better. In the 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 next line, the- all
0: the right, hold the on there. Point. Hold on there. Okay. So that's the end of the round, but I don't know. I'm going to jump in real quick with a quick statement. Oh, Sunfak is worth it. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think we kind of all kind of were, you know, it, it was good debate, good debate going on here so far. So, um, we're going to take a small break from this round and move over to the bonus round. And before we pause the, um, uh, the recording here, uh, what we'll do is I'll show you guys the, the bonus round stuff. So we're going to go to uh, bonus round. And your challenge for today in the bonus round is, will it fit? So. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna see. That's what she said. <laughs> I knew. Um, here's the scenario: you got Ezra in the attack shuttle for some reason, but it is Ezra, uh, and he's making a three heart to the left. Will it fit? As in, will it not hit either of those rocks? And hold, hold. Before you get to your answers and stuff, just hold on, and we'll be back in a little bit. And round points update here with Scott in last with 10 points, Jack with 12, Dan with 13, and our current leader, Rhett, with a big lead of 16. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Duke of Hobbies Custom Creations. Yeah, I have a store on Etsy and I make some really cool 3D printed stuff and custom CNC work, so. Uh, if you would like to check out some of that or even purchase yourself some, please check out DH Custom Creations, Duke of Hobbies Custom Creations. All right, and we are back with Around the Board. So, contestants for today, Rhett, Jack, Dan, and Scott, I need answers. Will it fit? Yes or no? The three hard to the left.
1: It fits all day every day.
0: All right. Not on your life. Okay, Jack. <laughs> Alright, Dan.
4: Hard no.
0: Ooh, PG-13 saying no. Uh, Scott?
4: I think it fits fine. Uh, I think I'd be very pissed if I were doing that with a droid. Alright, well... <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing up your droids,
0: Roger Roger. Um, I mean, but... if it's a droid, it fits. <laughs> That is also what she said. And the answer is... It does! It will clear... Ah. So, Rhett and Scott, congratulations. You each are getting a couple bonus points here. Yeah, because Rhett needed bonus points. Hey, he's he's brought some pretty good discussion. Now, we are going to do round two in three, two, one, which is which obstacles to take. Uh, Let me make sure the clock... Okay, yeah. So, Dan, or Jack, actually, since you're in last right now, can you take it away? Well, I like big
2: rocks, and I cannot lie. (laughs) Um, However, that is a mistake. Against Nantexes, which we just discussed, and against droids, rocks definitely benefit the opponent. Your opponent is going to bring three rocks if they're running one of those lists. You need to bring something else. So the important thing to me is that you bring the rocks you're comfortable with, you bring the rocks, bring you luck. So I bring the finger.
1: <laughs> yeah. For, for me, it's about bringing the biggest obstacles possible. Um. It in unless there's like a specific reason why my list needs a specific kind of obstacle, I'm just going for board size because I want them to have as much impact on the game as possible. I am confident that in most of my matches. Uh, I'm going to be able to handle the rocks, uh, you know, fine. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on on obstacles.
0: So the bigger they
1: are, the more they space they take up, the more my opponent has to deal with them.
0: Yeah, but you are an ace player. Typically, you I, I, are you not taking gas clouds at all?
1: Um, I usually take one gas cloud these days. I mean, okay. these days, in quotes, but... No, I usually take uh, two rocks and a gas cloud.
4: Okay, okay. I I agree with Rhett uh, on the size. I want to control the board size. And I use the same three obstacles in almost every one of my games, the two largest asteroid and the largest debris cloud. Now, I flew a lot of droids, so that made sense because I can park on them. But since I use the same three, I'm very well aware of – when I'm flying near those, exactly how my ship's going to land. So consistency and knowing the size and placement of both where your ships are going to be and the, 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 the obstacles you place, I think that's key of knowing that. And if you can do that with taking up as much board space as possible, you're really limiting your opponents that might not have that same knowledge and skill.
3: I mean, it really depends because, yes, big rocks take up more board. And that's great for some lists, but the the key here is really how do the obstacles benefit your lists? So, um, yeah. sure, if you're flying a couple of small, independently flying aces, big rocks are great. If you're flying big, chunky, large base ships, you want small debris, or small rocks, or gas clouds—something that you don't mind running over necessarily. And this is I'm this is sure sort of running a, a
2: shadowcaster.
3: Well, again, yes. <laughs> calling calling your rocks, calling your debris, calling your obstacles for the list you have. So yes, Scott, if you're bringing droids, you're bringing the biggest goddamn debris you can bring. Rhett, you're bringing aces, you're bringing things that, that narrow the lanes for everyone else so that you can channel them into a certain lane. If I'm bringing Boba, which let's be honest, it's me, I'm probably bringing Boba. Um, I want as many of your ships in one area as possible. So I actually want smaller debris that I don't care so much about flying over so that I can ram into you. Sure, if I've got a totally passive modded boba, fearless maul, I can land on a debris, be stressed, not care. And if I'm at range one of your whole list, awesome.
4: Yeah, but wouldn't you have a larger debris then? Because you still don't care, but that larger debris could limit your opponent's options.
3: It can, but I don't necessarily want to. I want them as close to each other as possible. The larger debris is going to channel them into smaller lanes. So if if there's more board space, they're more likely to be closer together.
1: I don't know that. I that doesn't hold a lot of water for me. It's it seems like Ooh. by <laughs> by having smaller debris, you just give your opponent more options.
4: Yeah, I'd. Like... I'd barrel roll and move out and spread out if I knew that that would be beneficial and larger obstacles would most likely stop me from taking those either because I'd hit them or it really hinders my next move
1: and there's a lot of there's a lot of what we're talking about here goes down to placement too it's not just how much you're taking up on the table it's, it's how you're taking that space up
3: very true
4: yeah, yeah. It's just not the obstacles. That's that's entirely correct. It's how you place them because you could have any obstacle out there. If you place it right, it's still going to be a huge detriment to your opponent.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like so. The the, the biggest. No, hold on, no. Dan, sorry. Hold on, let, hold
0: let me on, let Jack go. Let Jack go because he was about
3: to. Oh start. no! I'm... No, God damn it!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Uh, to No. But... No. I'm going to go, Dan. You know what? I'm going to go because okay. I'm gonna okay, you. Got I'm going to agree it. with you. I I agree with you when you say that if you have a wider open area, if you have half the board to move on you're still going to want your ships to be close together you want all of your fire on one spot so your goal is to keep if you're flying a four ship squad you want to keep them together if you have to split someone off because there's a rock in the way now they're split up now they're maneuvering individually that actually as the opponent would benefit a ship coming in and if you want your all your opponent ships to be together you want to encourage them to fly their group as a squad
1: but it Ah. still gives them more flexibility to react to what you're flying if you're flying boba then maybe I do want my force fragmented and all taking shots from different directions. Like that's not—you're not restricting my options. You're just giving me the opportunity to make a mistake. No, yeah, I'm yeah. baiting you. That's that's the difference. I'm
3: baiting. Obviously, this, like this is game where um, I want to draw my opponent into making mistakes. Yes, you can barrel roll out. You can do all of these things. But I'm giving you the opportunity to make more mistakes.
4: Yeah, but when you're flying against Rhett, he's going to be flying Sunter, and let's, let's be fair. And, and it doesn't, <laughs> and it doesn't matter list.
3: how big my rocks are.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm,
3: not, I'm not bringing a rock to counter Rhett flying Suntir. There is yeah. no rock in the game that does that. Yeah, it, um, or placement with him and Soontir. Right, and what I'm if, bringing is a, is a rock to counter somebody bringing Focho. I'm bringing rocks to counter somebody bringing droids. So if I bring the mustache, that little, tiny, long, squiggly asteroid <laughs> or a debris, which yep. it's so hard to put a droid on that, but I still get the benefit of it being an, a debris and not a gas cloud. Yeah. And the, um, I, think, I think it's worth circling around here. None of us said bring gas clouds for the most part. Yeah, I, which oh, is, that's
0: a lot Because we just I, talked about I mean, politics, the right so... Point. Go ahead, go ahead, Jack. T- take us from uh, here. Gas clouds, for aces, I feel gas
2: clouds are actually the right choice. I don't like them. It feels like easy mode to me. But Whew. I mean, I, I
4: agree. I, I think their changes to gas clouds have helped that easy mode. Um, I would have never. It's, a strange.
2: it's not anything I'd be concerned about.
4: Y- yeah, yeah, but it's something. <laughs> A, a, instead of a nothing like it used to be. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I never took a gas cloud was because I almost, <laughs> it was like easy mode, as you Hold said. Hold on, yeah. and,
0: All right, go ahead, right? go ahead.
4: Every time that
1: I have flown against somebody who brought gas clouds, they helped me more than they helped them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, they're going to
2: help your lists, absolutely. Your aces are...
1: really um ...have, have, a, have the impact that, that you think they're going to have when you put them in your list.
4: I think the better the person you're playing against, the less useful gas clouds are going to be for you because they're going to take more advantage of them than you will be able to. Agreed. And and that's Ooh. sort of...
0: I don't know about that one, though. I don't know. You can still use them to your advantage. But okay, uh, I go Scott, uh, I want I a little more emphasis on that real quick.
4: Well, if you're the lower tier player in that situation and you're playing against, like, let's say Rhett, Rhett's gonna have bet take better advantage of those glass gas clouds than you ever could.
0: Okay, and okay. that's
4: gonna be that's like putting something out inherently against you. Okay, all
3: right, Dan. I I think gas clouds are there, and they, they are they have a role in the game. They have one role, and that is specific counterplay to droids. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Like yes, they're they're not even necessarily specific counterplay to tractors because we we talked about in the, the previous round that was supposed to be. Um, the changes of the tractor mechanic itself. So the gas cloud exists to deny obstacles to droid players. Full All stop.
0: Right, Jack, take it. Uh, finish this off.
2: Um, everything that we've said is probably wrong.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yes, gas clouds are easy mode. It's like taking a part of the game, a core set of the game, and Setting it aside, and saying, I'm not going to worry about that. Every time I've seen someone bring three gas clouds to the table, I've been reasonably confident that either they were absolutely afraid of droids, or I was going to be able to outfly them. That being said, the finger is the
0: best rock, is the best rock <laughs> out there. <laughs> All right, that was it. I gave you a little extra, couple seconds there, but I saw. I, I did, but I, I, it was it was worth it because I did agree with that too, and I think you made some valid points uh, about the gas clouds at the end there. Um, all right well that is the end of round Shit. two and the score is actually jack 36 um it taking the lead over dan with 35 scott with 34 and Rhett with 33 had a big lead that was that was an interesting uh, guys i really that was awesome to go to well so, the, reason, the,
1: the reason that everybody overtook me at the end there was because you gave everybody a last word
0: uh, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all you got you got to speak up then right now i'm just joking you all right but jack you are the winner here's your two minutes start now oh well i wasn't
2: expecting to have two minutes of talk so i didn't have anything ready for that so i'll just go back to what i had on sun and the ace is there being having the nantex had an oversized impact for a ship that we don't see in play a lot if you look at how many players have brought Uh, Passive Sensor Vader, medium and large base ships, things that you wouldn't normally see, you wouldn't have seen in play before Sunfec are now in play. Passive Sensor Vader is great against one other thing. Vader that doesn't have Passive Sensor and has a bigger bit. Or another I6 that has a bigger bit. And it's massively useful against someone like Sunfeck because he moves you out of your shot. You know, he hits you with the tractor beam, rolls you out. He doesn't manage to put you on an obstacle. Vader then passes, does his shenanigans, gets his uh, shot off anyhow because it's Vader. Um, but all these things that we've seen that are counters to an I6 that can move you at the end of activation. End of activation? Yeah. Um it's just the Nantex had a massively outsized footprint for the reality of the ship. And I don't see a way around it. So I don't see a way that we can go back to pre-Nantex other than what they've done with uh, Hyperspace and not just not have it be an option. Um, But that is all I've got to say. I'm sure that wasn't two minutes. If you need me to keep talking for two minutes, I can keep talking for two minutes but it's not going to be quality content.
1: I, I feel like this talk for two minutes thing is actually a punishment,
4: not a reward. <laughs> Why do you think I said shit when I saw it? The extra
0: point? <laughs> oh, all right, well, thanks everyone for joining us here for Around the Board. I hope you guys enjoyed being on here and I really appreciate it too, so... Um... I think we had some pretty good interesting discussions on on these two topics and maybe we'll see others and bring these back and maybe Jack you got the first win so congrats and uh thanks for watching.